Hello, good evening. Welcome to episode 18 of the Wulong Tools podcast. Uh, my name is Jason, and this evening we've been joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, we will introduce you to her shortly, but first of all, um, Alvin, say what's up, man. You're in the place. Evening, peeps. Okay, and we're missing the rustling kid, unfortunately, which is why the line is so quiet today. He's um, rustling sheep. Yeah, he's out rustling whatever it is he does. <laughs> so unfortunately, no Rich with us. But as I said, we do have a very, very special guest with us, and I'm really pleased that we've been able to get her on uh, for this podcast tonight. So uh, special guest, say hello and um, let everybody know your name. Hello, <laughs> I'm Louisa, um, otherwise known as Afro Cosplay. I'm very excited to be here with these these two amazing guys. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. <laughs> well, guys, um, you know, the whole point of us getting together today really was to kind of talk a little bit about uh, cosplay because it's something that has um, really kind of exploded in the last sort of decade, really. In yeah. The UK. Um, it's become hugely popular. Um, I, I mean, I know it's something I've, I've always been aware of in uh, Japan for, for many years. And um, I think that's kind of where the culture sort of originates from and, and comes from. But as I said, it's become hugely, hugely popular over here. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the, the whole idea, listeners, is to try and give you an idea of, um, you know, what the average cosplayer does and, and how they, they enjoy the experience of doing it and maybe inspire a few of you to... Um, get involved in it so let's get started uh louisa um tell us what it is that sort of inspired you to get started with cosplay was there any particular thing that that ticked you I off think, into doing it i started cosplaying about three years ago and the reason why was because i went to a comic convention um i went to mcm um mm. the big one at the excel and I saw these people just looking amazing, and I just thought, oh, I, I like considering that I'm 28 now. I hadn't ever considered it, like the the, the whole time that I've been um, like into you know geek culture and all this other stuff. That's the only thing that I haven't really like got into. Mm. Um, and I just thought I might try my hand at it, see how it goes. So the next one that we went to, we did try and dress up. We it was the most basic costume, <laughs> most basic costume ever, and it's really embarrassing to look back on it now, but. It's really fun, and I think it's one of those things like once you start, you get the confidence, then you get hooked, and then you just keep keep going. And that's mm. been yeah, about three years now. Oh, nice, nice. Mm. So it's been three years that you've actually been doing this. That's, that's, that's amazing, really, when you think about it. it. It is. It is quite a long time. Um, there are some people who've been doing it for you know ten, fifteen years, but I'm mm. still I've still got a lot to learn. But mm. not thinking of of quitting anytime soon. I still really enjoy it. It's a really good hobby to have. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things, I guess, that's ever evolving, isn't it? Because the, the, the different kind of inspirations for it um, are changing all the time. It, it you know, well, it's yeah, the kind of thing that never... There's so never many superhero movies and, and things. There's like so much inspiration out at the moment in terms of like geek culture and pop culture and everything. So when you go to a Comic-Con, when you see a cosplayer, there's more than... 90% chance you're going to find someone from your favorite show or your favorite film or you know whatever so it's it's good it's good because there's like a wide um like selection of cosplayers and what they do mm, mm, mm. yeah very true very true um Alf, want to take the next one uh yeah sure uh so what's the first character you ever cosplayed as um i cosplayed as starfire from teen titans um and it oh, was nice. 
<laughs> and it was because I had a red wig and I was on a budget and I thought, well, <laughs> let me see what I can do with, and I got this purple dress from Amazon and just like basically just cut it up <laughs> um, into her costume. And my oh, was it the went, animated Teen Titans uh, Starfire? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the animated one, yeah. Um, so I went as like a little group with my boyfriend and a couple of friends and it was it was really fun and it was it was I like yeah, as I say, like I look back on it now and I think, God, there's some bits that were stapled, <laughs> there's some bits that were like <laughs> glued on. It's just kinda like it was a big mess, but at the time I thought it was great and it and you know, she's a great character and yeah, I just I just always envisioned that she'd be my first cosplay anyway. So yeah, it was it was good. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It really does. Um, so what are the, kind of like the practical challenges then of, of getting involved in cosplay? Um, you have to learn a lot. Like you can't, I'm not the most arty person ever. Like I'll never kind of say that I'm good at drawing or crafting or anything like that. I've had to learn quite a lot um, in terms of like sewing, um, like just like using certain things, like using things like foam, warbler, like all these like different kind of like, things that you didn't even know existed until you start to cosplay and mm. learning how they work and there's been so many times that I've made mistakes or ruined things in my house trying to make <laughs> trying to make cosplay <laughs> cosplays like um but it's all it's all fun it's all a learning curve and it's probably the only artistic hobby that I've ever had and mm. um, I think that that's that's a big like practical problem but some people they prefer to just buy their costumes mm. which is fine it's a you know yeah it's um probably a hell of a lot easier but probably a lot more expensive too so mm-hmm. i don't really have that option right now <laughs> yeah yeah no that's fair enough i mean how how much does it cost on on average is there like a set amount that you spend or does it depend on who you're doing yeah i mean it depends on who it is if it's somebody that's got like i mean i haven't ever done like a big build yet i am kind of like hoping to do some over the next couple of years um but mostly i'd say around £100 is my budget. I try to stay underneath that. Um, mm. I bought a pre-made costume before and it cost me well over that from Etsy because it was handmade. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's kind of, I'd say between the region of £100 and £200, but that's just me. I'm sure there's people that spend a hell of a lot if they can. Mm. And I would if I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, what has been your best experience with cosplay? Um... My best experience with cosplay is pretty much every single summer when I go to MCM um, because it's nice weather normally. <laughs> it's nice weather normally. Like Everyone's really friendly. I always meet loads of new people. And I think that the last one, I'd finally become confident to go up to people and say hi. People, like I see people on social media all the time. It's such a big community. But I never had the guts to go up and speak to them before. And the last one that I went to, was great because I was talking to people that are coming up to me and just felt like a big kind of like social like gathering and I haven't ever really had that with any other hobby that I've had so I think that that's that is an ongoing perk of cosplay is that you're always meeting new people hmm. yeah that's very true I mean uh, myself and Richard we did our first ever I mean if you got into cosplay late we got into cosplay late <laughs> when <old>. is <laughs> So our first time doing it was last year at um, MCM in October. And um, we got into like a group through somebody who who we know she actually owns like a comic book store and she's been cosplaying for, oh, I think the best part of like five years now. Um, 
and she's got like a whole network of people that she knows who who cosplay and they usually go together and, and have these big um collective you know kind of experiences and events um, yeah. and she invited us to one last year and um when we first kind of arrived we didn't know anybody there apart from her it was just sort of me and him and, and like 25 other people um but by the end of the the day it was like we've known each other for years and yeah see <laughs> so, yeah it's so cool you get so much more comfortable yeah it was it was really really cool it was really really comfortable and um who was and, your cosplay by the way who did you guys cosplay well our theme was the uh, avengers and it was the hipster avengers Oh, cool. You had to do the Avengers the hipster interpretation of them. So I did Luke Cage um, and oh. Richard did Black Panther. Oh, um, cool. So basically, it was just an excuse for us to dress up in our normal clothes, but, <laughs> but add a few little additions here and there. So. But we're doing it again um, this year in May. So we're, oh, cool. this year it's, it's apocalyptic Avengers. So oh, okay. um, I've actually got to try and put some thought into it now. So that's why I'm going to be picking <laughs> your brain about what. <laughs> I'm like, oh damn! I'm actually gonna have to like yeah, stitch things some together now. And, yeah, <laughs> stitch things on. And, and things. Oh dear, yeah, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit much. <laughs> it sounds good though. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's definitely a lot of fun, as said. So, um, you know, it's definitely something that I think lots of people should should give a go at least once. You know? Yeah, definitely, Especially definitely. With, um, the way things have grown, as you've said, with with geek culture and all of that. So yeah, exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, we had a, a, an audience question come in, um, which is from Dion, and he wanted to know, um, firstly, he was asking, did you, oh, how do you deal with the geek stigma? Um, I think what he means by that is because of the kind of negative connotations there can be and, and the, the kind of negative attitudes there can be around, um, you know, geek culture as it, as it is and people who enjoy that. Um, mm. How do you deal with that within your um, so, social circles? Um, and that leads to another question, which was really, have you had any negative experiences um, during your time cosplaying so far? Um, I've had negative experiences, yeah. Unfortunately, mostly to do with racism. Um, I've had a lot of horrible, horrible comments on my Instagram, Facebook. Um, it's always... It's always a knock it's always something that you think oh should I even be like is it even worth it because you it really does get to you and um I've learned to not read comments if something is shared on a big page I just don't read it anymore because I obsess and obsess about it and yeah. get upset and that's that's something that you can't change you can't change the way that other people are so I just I just try to ignore it as much as possible um as far as the geek stigma goes I haven't ever really had too much of a problem with people from the outside I'm not I say from the outside but from like that aren't into geek culture mm. it's more people that are within it mm -hmm. so you get guys who think that because you're a girl you won't be into gaming or because you're a girl you don't know who this is do you know what I mean and it's kind of mm. it's changed a lot over the past say five ten years but that's something that I dealt with just growing up in general it's a lot of people yeah. just thinking that I was just doing it for boys' attention, which has never, <laughs> never ever been true. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if any, yeah, I think the best way to deal with anything in terms of someone who won't understand your hobby or anything is just, just to, just to, like, if it's, if it's a friend, just to, you know, ask them why, disconnect yourself from that person. 
if someone yeah. wants to be really negative about what you like, then they aren't your friend, pretty much. <laughs> and those yeah. who you don't know, their opinion doesn't mm. matter anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I did yeah. 100%. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if they weren't your friend to begin with, then <laughs> you've got nothing to worry about, really. I've had people be a bit snooty. Like, I've had friends be a bit snooty about, you know, me, you know, playing, you know, games or me going to see, you know, films that, mm. you know, that mm. they think are childish, but I just shrug it off. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what makes me happy at the end of the day. So why yeah, not? It's, it's mad to me that people still do that. You know what I mean? Mm. I know. If you're, if, I know. whether you read comics, play video games, there's always someone out there who's like, "Oh, you do that?" It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've not got bo. I just freaking <laughs> enjoy entertainment. Mm. It's so weird. Like, I really frustrating. This, I think there's this whole sort of like preconceived image of this guy, like this, like you know, like overweight guy in a yeah, basement. The basement dweller. Yeah. <laughs> exactly and that isn't but it's like we're a broad broad spectrum of people like races shapes sizes heights it's like the everyone and i don't think people get that at all no 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 they don't they don't and it's um i i hope it changes i hope that the fact that there's more cosplay now it's more mainstream the fact that there's so many superhero films as i say i hope that people are starting to get more open-minded about that sort of thing Mm, mm, mm. yeah for sure i mean i'm i'm certainly old enough to remember a time when those kind of things were looked upon like you know you were looked down on really when you do that and even now still when when i read you know i read my comics or my graphic novel on the train i I, Mm, yeah funny look sometimes like i've experienced that too yeah (laughs) yeah, you know like you're you're dressed for work but you're reading a comic yeah (laughs) how dare you (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> just baffled, you know, they're just <laughs> completely baffled. But it is what it is. It's one of those things. Um, and as, said, as you rightly said, you know, it will change as uh, the culture keeps growing and as you get more superhero movies and as more, as it becomes more um, pop culture and mainstream culture, that kind of thing will change. So Exactly. Well, yeah. that's what I'm hoping anyway. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been abroad to cosplay? No, I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to. I... I've got, I mean, I'm studying at the moment, I'm working, it's kind of, it's a big commitment. Um, my dream would be to go to New York Comic Con, like I would love to go to New York Comic Con mm. at some point in my life, because um, it, it, it just looks amazing, and San Diego Comic Con as well, they both just mm. look incredible, so someday, but no, not not right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been trying to go, I mean, but um Alvin is is going to Star Wars Celebration. Um, yeah, next oh, month. Cool. Yeah, next month. I can't oh, cool. fucking wait. Lucky bastard. <laughs> my Esther confirmed as well. My Esther got confirmed over the weekend. So, yeah. Oh, that's that's <laughs> yeah, lucky, lucky. <laughs> um, we've been trying, I mean, myself and Richard have been trying to get to San Diego Comic Con for years and we can't yeah. get around to doing it. Um, New York Comic Con, I think, may be, we might be able to do this year. Um, it, mm. it just seems a bit more easier to, to get in there. But, yeah, uh, San Diego. It's the the process is so long. It's just like, oh my god, you know, to to actually get a ticket is really, oh, really? difficult. Yeah, I didn't realize really it difficult. was so complicated. It, because obviously... it might be easier for you just to become famous and then be at a panel and then experience the rest of the con rather than yeah. actually trying to get tickets, which are impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's really <laughs> oh, hard. Because obviously there's such a demand to to go there. They what yeah. they do is they make you sign up um, for like a lottery. And then uh-huh. um, they pick, they will give you a specific number. And if your number gets picked out, you've got like a 20 minute window to go onto the website and buy tickets. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, is that how they do it? 
yeah, if you your window, that's it. You don't, you don't get oh, no. Man. That is ridiculous. I've never heard anything like that for a con before. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, as I said, it kind of shows like, you know, just how stupidly busy. How big it is. It, yeah. It, it is and how big it is. But at the same time, yeah, it's, it's kind of cray cray. But yeah, but, one day. Yeah. One day. We'll one day, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I keep saying too. Mm. So are there any, um, any other cosplayers out there that kind of inspire you and, and that you look up to? uh yeah um there was a, there was uh for black history month there was the whole like 28 days of black cosplay thing um mm. and i found so many like great ones through there um but the big ones like people like k-bear um and mackie roll mm. um they've been doing it for years and years and years and they're the reason why i felt like i could do it um mm. because it's very rare to see um you know, like so many strong people of a certain race within the geek culture, especially. And she, and yeah, like, I just feel like with these two, especially, they just, they've kind of, they've broken it down for us. They've broken down the boundaries. And now it's not so strange to see a black mm. girl in cosplay. Mm. <laughs> it's not as strange as it once was, but it's still, still, you know, quite mm. a long way to go in terms of being accepted. But they're, they're like wanting to, I think. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, the, the pleasing things for me going, um back to sort of black cosplayers and stuff one of the pleasing things for me and and for richard has said um since we started going to cons i mean our first one was back in 2008 i think it was was the first one we went to and what's been pleasing to see is has been the 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 diversity that's growing within um the, the people actually attending cons just actually just coming out of their home and attending them um it's you know when we started in 2008 it like, literally it was spot the black person <laughs> like, <laughs> you know classic game yeah classic game you know you'd be walking and then you'd be like wait is that another yeah it is. <laughs> that's <laughs> one let me see if i can find another like, hey. you know we'd be on the other side of this <laughs> of this room waving at each other like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's been really pleasing. I mean, the last one we went to, I said in October, is mm. was literally just like a cross section, as, as Alvin said, a, a cross section of um, of society in general. It was yeah. just every kind of person you could think of was there, was or was represented in some way, and not it's just great. in visitors, but in the cosplay as well. It was it was so good to see so many different types of people cosplaying. Um, and, and cosplaying various different things as well. You know, it wasn't just a million and one Harley Quinns. It was, you know, yeah. there were so many original ideas. Yeah. And, and it, it was really good, actually. That was the first event for the whole weekend. And I did, mm. and I, I, yeah, like I must admit, the, yeah, like the cosplay is just, was just amazing that, um, mm. at that con, yeah, definitely. And it is, it's so, it's so inspiring to see more types of people and, you know, just coming together and mm. enjoying what they enjoy without feeling like they're going to be harassed or bullied or you know like anything like that it's 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 yeah it's, it's great and I really yeah, I really do hope that as time goes on it just becomes more and more and more diverse mm. Mm-hmm. yeah said well touch wood hopefully that's the the, the path this seems that's to be the way going that on, things are so. going yeah hopefully yeah, yeah. you know that, hopefully that will come um Alva, did you want to get the next one yeah uh what cosplays uh, would you like to do in the future Ganondorf is my big one um, from Legend of Zelda. He oh. has like the biggest mark ever. So I'm just learning to make small bits with craft foam and warbler right now. And then I'm going to just 
would say my I'm gonna say October next year and just hope that it does come through by then. But that's my that's that's my dream cosplay is to do is to do him, to do Ganondorf. Um I'm gonna cosplay Garnet from Steven Universe this year. For real. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have some... the fists and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And that's some, yeah, and that's someone who I've wanted to cosplay for for years and just haven't ever got around to it. So that's another one that you know is going to become real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, no, I don't really have. I mean, it's kind of one of those things like what you were saying, where you watch a film or you watch a TV show and you think, oh, that would be a good mm-hmm. good cosplay to do. So I don't really have anything set in stone. But yeah, I just I just know that I'm doing Garnet because I started it already. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't not do it. <laughs> Yeah, that Garnet's going to be wicked, man. Like that, so. that, that character's just kind of blown up, man. And I love it because I stumbled onto Steven Universe. I think it was about a year ago. Um, somebody in America told me, like, "Oh, you got to watch Steven Universe." Got to watch Steven yeah. Universe. And at the time, I, I don't even think it was available in the UK at the time. So they they actually managed to hook me up with a way to watch it, and oh, cool. I started watching it, and I was like, "Damn, this show's so good, yeah. man." It's got so huge as well. It's it's so it's so big. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it is amazing though. It's Mm. it is a great show. Mm, mm, mm. It it very much like um um it's kind of got like the visual aesthetic of of like a Dexter's Lab or a Powerpuff yeah. Girls or, or something yeah. like that. But all the classics. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sort of classic '90s era um, kind of Cartoon Network stuff that that was out around that time, but but with a lot of humor and a lot of heart as well, and you know, just really good storytelling. I love. I love it. It's, I love just, it. it's, just, it's love just so it. clever. It's just so mm. clever. Yeah, mm. it's really really good. I love it. Wicked, wicked. All right, and um, we've got. Oh, Richard sent a question in. Um, oh, so okay. Obviously, Russell Howard's boring him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Richard added, um, "What would be your ideal cosplay team to do?" Um, I think what he means is like a collective. So, like, is there kind of a collective cosplay concept you'd like to be a part of? I always wanted to do the Sailor Scouts from Sailor Moon, um, but I never found enough people to do it with so that would be a big one for me um just yeah to sailor scouts or the avengers actually so i know that, like you guys are doing it um <laughs> i've got a black panther um like cosplay that i haven't worn out yet i'm gonna wear it in may um but i don't really have as i say i haven't got a big group of people so that would be a dream to have like all of the avengers with me <laughs> but um that's probably reaching a bit far <laughs> <laughs> Well, you never know. You never know. I mean, the <laughs> amount of people who who turn up at these things and that's true, and probably just... just connect on the day and are like, "Hey, you know what? Let's." Just but you know how out. it's so it's so busy. You can't ever be like, "Oh, you just wait here while I get this other person yeah, to fight yeah, over," because yeah. everyone just disappears all over the place. Yeah, yeah, that Fingers is very crossed. true. It'll come together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, last question is: If there's anything that you could change about the way cosplay is done in general. Uh, what would you change? I think just what I mentioned before about the whole diversity thing. I just would, I would like for the whole cosplay community to be open-minded. I know that mm. that the majority of people, and I'm saying like, you know, I think there's probably about five percent of like cosplayers who aren't this way because like quite a lot of them are really open-minded and friendly. But there's mm. the odd person or the odd people who it can be quite toxic. What, what does that five percent 
kind of tend to say is it that you shouldn't cosplay as this character because yeah he's been people that come yeah they come on the page and they say you know like they're like cosplay fans but then they say oh you know you shouldn't be cosplaying so and so because of your skin or mm. your hair's wrong or your costume's wrong or this is wrong and i feel like it's yeah it's fuck ex- those people yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> literally fuck those people it's just it's like, an expression like you know it's always an interpretation yeah. of the character so you know you don't have thousands and thousands of pounds to spend on a costume like sometimes it's not going to be perfect but you work hard on it you want people to be you know like you've like worked hard for months and someone you know slates because your hair's slightly wrong or something like that do you know what i mean yeah. so that's what, what I, I thought would... it was was um that the whole point was for, for you not only to dress up as a character but also in embody as to what the character is in that exactly in that exactly. one photo that someone's taken you know what i mean and for you to kind of like just be the character in that moment in the second that the photo's taken that's the whole point if you that if you do that awesome. yeah. then like there's no failure anywhere and nobody no. can say anything really but you've just got to have these nitpicky people though they're just everywhere yeah, the it's, ones it's, that just have to find something wrong it's remarkable isn't it i mean these people often act as if they've paid you for for yeah. kind of you know privilege or service and so yeah. they're they're entitled to give you their opinion it's like no you're not yeah <laughs> no you didn't even ask no, for their exactly. opinion so yeah, i'm not even talking anymore so why no. you you know what has made you feel that you have a right to to pass judgment on what i'm doing like, it really it is something that really does bug me every day like i'll mm. see it on you know like a friend's cosplay page or my cosplay page or just online in general and i just think why did you have to you have to why do you go out of your way to put someone down like why would yeah. you spend your time putting people down and yeah. that's the only thing that changed about the cosplay community is just more acceptance and less of this sort of like snooty kind of attitude mm-hmm. to yeah. be you know just seems to come up every now and then yeah yeah well i guess that's just i mean uh, cosplay is no different to the the world that we live in and you know you get those kind of yeah things life as well so i suppose we're going to bump into them in cosplay too it's just... i was going to say it happens in every single like community that you have yeah, like every single hobby yeah, that you yeah, have yeah, there's going to be really... some people that are like that but mm. it would be nice to have a nice unified cosplay mm. community you can dream <laughs> yeah yeah we keep striving forward that's all we can yeah, do. yeah exactly so. exactly cool well, well thank you so much louisa for answering those questions um that's okay listeners that's given you an idea of of, of kind of the basics of cosplay and also told you a bit about Louisa as well. Um, I know you got a rush off Louisa. So um, one more question before you go. Um, yes. I know you are a game fan. Um, tell us what your favorite game is that, and is there anything that you're playing at the moment that you'd recommend? My favorite game of all time is Earthbound. Um, and I'm playing at the moment, the Phantom Hourglass which is um, an older game for the DS that's quite old. Yeah, I've got that, yeah. I think yeah. I'm the way through it for some reason, though. Hmm. Yeah. I don't sound excited about it because I'm not really enjoying it that much. <laughs> that's the one where, like, are you in the bit where you've got you've got the dungeons and you've got to solve those puzzles in a certain amount of time to get up yeah. to the top of that tower? Yeah. Yeah, and it's really stylus-heavy. You have to always use the stylus on the DS. Um, so that's kind of bugging me a bit. But I'm trying to... I've just got this big pile of games that I have to get through. <laughs> I don't want so to know. Yes, I'm just trying to work through them one by one. So that's what I'm playing at the moment. But I'm hoping to get a Switch soon. So really, okay. Even with all yeah. the um the hardware issues that are apparently happening, and the dead pixels on the screen. I'm gonna wait a few good, months good, for good. them to like yeah to like have a good batch come out. But I have mm, to play mm. the new Zelda, so mm. we'll see. 
Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it does, like, we did a podcast about the Switch, and we were kind of mixed on it in the sense that, you know, on the one hand, it's, it's you know, it's Nintendo, and uh, mm. there, there's always feelings of, of nostalgia, and there's always, you know, good times that every one of us can remember with a yeah. Nintendo console and with Nintendo games, but... Um, at the same time, we're a bit like, mm, not too sure about this whole concept of, you know, taking the, the sort of tablet part out. And, and Yeah, I don't really get that whole thing. Like, mm. I'm more excited for the games than the actual console itself. Like, mm. I've seen some of the games that are coming out this year, like Super Mario and stuff, and I think, oh, that looks really good. But the actual concept of the console itself, I'm still not sure about. Um, yeah. Haven't been with any of their consoles over the past few years, to be honest with you, because mm. um, the Wii U I didn't think was particularly good. Like oh, I have God, one, no. but <laughs> oh, <did you? laughs> like, yeah. like I have one, but I still don't see the point of the gamepad sort of thing. Like, like yeah. it's kind of yeah, I don't know. They're like always trying and testing new things, so mm. just have to just let them do what they do. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I I played um, Star Fox Zero on the Wii U, and it felt like trying to play it with a dinner plate as a controller. <laughs> that is like. Oh, that is that I've I've heard so many complaints about that game. It's mm. it's oh, apparently the, the most it's most clunky controls ever. Yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's... Good. Um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it then. It's so disappointing when the game, you know, when um, God, I've forgotten the character's name now. When he says, uh, "Do a barrel roll." Yeah. Um, Peppy, and and you can't do it <laughs> because the controller's <laughs> just not risk. And you're like, what? The... Like, I oh, want to do a barrel just... roll. Why can't I just? I'm... do a barrel roll? <laughs> It's just it's things like that. Mess. It could be it could be so easily avoided as well. It's just like why didn't you take the time to sort the controls out properly? Mm. But, um, mm. Yeah, oh. that cash money in it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That is it. Just yeah, just force it out and just wait for the money to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Louisa, thank you so much for taking the time out. I said to well, speak okay. to us this evening. Thanks for having me. It's been great, and yeah, we'd love to have you on again another time if you, yeah. you want to come back. Anytime you want yeah, to come fantastic. back, you're welcome to do so. Man. Okay, Thanks a cool. lot. All right, well, thank you so much, guys. You're welcome. Um, oh, before nice. you go, would you mind um, just letting people know where they can find you if they want to uh, get in touch, if they want to find out more about you? Yeah, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Afro Cosplay, uh, or my Twitter, which is Afro underscore Cosplay. Wicked. Okay. Lovely. All right, then. Louisa, thanks a lot again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, listeners, thanks. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I really did. Um, it was really quite illuminating, you know, kind of hearing a bit about how she um, got into cosplay and what kind of drives her to, to do the things that she does. Um, and yeah, as I said, if you enjoyed what she had to say, let us know. Um, we'd definitely like to have her back um, at some point because um, she's just super cool <laughs> and, yeah. and a lot of fun. So um, yeah, you know, let us know what you think. Um, okay, uh, Alf. Shall we um, run through some stuff that we did yeah, this week? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, first of all, I should probably mention that we went. I don't know if you saw this, Alf, but we went to go and see um, the Art of the Brick. Yeah, it looked uh, wicked. You know, I was so jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, it's a um, it's an exhibit, an exhibition that's actually on at the South Bank at the moment. Um, and it's by an artist called Nathan Sawoya, who's um, who does sculptures with Lego, uh, and he's actually put together a, an exhibition surrounding um, DC superheroes and, and the characters that kind of inspired him um, growing up as, as as a kid and, and collecting comics as a kid. Um, the actual 
exhibition is just fantastic. It, it's so good. I mean, it's, you know, not only is it um, excellent for, for comic book fans and for DC comic book fans, but it's just great for fans of, of art in general because his interpretations of those characters are actually very unique. It's not just simply a bunch of sculptures of Superman, Spider-Man, and, and uh, Spider-Man, sorry, Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and so on. It's He's actually kind of put some force into different kind of conceptual things that he can do with those characters and also what those characters represent to him and what they represent to different people that he's met throughout his life as well. Um, so it's really, really good, really, really detailed. So I, I can't recommend that highly enough. Um, so that's definitely something uh, you should check out. I said it's on the South Bank. Um, and if you go to, I think it's theartofthebrick.com, um, you should be able to find out some more information about it. So if you're based in London and listening to this, definitely go and, and check it out. It's on until September, so you've got time, but um, I definitely recommend it. Um, Alv, you went to go and see Kong Skull Island tonight, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Kong Skull Island, man, doesn't mess about. Like, literally, it goes right in. None of this fucking, oh, let's hide the monster for bloody half the movie. Let's hide all the fights. Let's not show any of the fights until the very final act or anything like that. Straight, mm. you get to see, like, it's not a spoiler. You get to see Kong, like, pretty much straight off the bat. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you don't see him for a little while. But it, this set, this is a nice, quick movie. It's only two hours. And, you know, it sets up all the characters really quickly. You know who everyone is. You know the certain kind of archetypes that there are for these kind of films. And, uh, and yeah, it just goes right in there. You start, you Kong fuck shit up <laughs> like, throughout the whole movie. He's just this big ass muscly gorilla just fucking up everything. And it, look, the put together, it's 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 really good because kind of obviously they're gonna go into other kind of monster movies from this. Um, this is them kind of rebooting, kind of like, well, I suppose it's not a reboot, but this is that idea that they had that they were gonna do a monster film universe uh and this is the beginnings of that and it's a really strong beginning it's very enjoyable there's some things in there that i thought were a bit brutal for a for a 12a slash pg-13 mm. but um it is kind of like imagine like predator but you've got a massive gorilla in it and other creatures it's it's like i'd say the film's kind of like our fear of nature but it's like fully realized. So like everything is much bigger and much scarier and we understand it less. And it scares us because it's it's so foreign looking. It's, it's nature untamed. That's what this film is. And everyone in it is really good as well, especially Samuel L. Jackson. He's really good in it also. Um, but, but yeah, de I'd definitely recommend seeing it. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend probably seeing it like at a, uh, at a busier screening. Um, just because it, it's just kind of like, well, you'd all react to the same things and the same jokes and the same uh, kind of shit that happens. But but yeah, it's a very good watch. And it's kind of like uh, Jurassic World in a way, how like just cold stuff happens to people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's all I'm saying about cold stuff happens to people. But you'll, people will like it. It's a very good film. I can't believe it's only March and we've had some corkers in movies mm. already. Mm, mm, yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to catching up with that because, um, you know, I love a good monster movie myself. I really do. Um, and you're right. It it I'm I'm glad to hear that it's not gone down the Godzilla route of of kind of teasing, teasing, yeah. teasing, teasing for most of the film. Um, because as much as I did enjoy it, that that movie that was a big negative for me was mm, was cool, totally 
they kept dragging it out. Come on, man. Like the airport, uh, it's literally about to kick off at the airport. And then it just cuts to like eight hours later. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was pumped to see this fucking fight at the airport. He just went, no, here's the aftermath. I was like, oh, fuck you. Maybe though, but it's, it's still like, bad. oh, taking a minute. Yeah, 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 that was bad. So, yeah, no, definitely done with that. So, yeah, go check out Kong Skull Island, listeners. That's a that's a good one. Um, you also saw uh, Logan as well, didn't you? I mean, Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. We so... need to actually have like a proper spoiler discussion on this i haven't seen it unfortunately yet listeners so um i'm going to see it i will i know it's amazing everybody's telling me it's amazing so i'm gonna go and see it but um until then alvin's just gonna do a quick summary and then we'll we'll come back with a proper spoiler podcast uh, yeah. and discussion afterwards but alf sorry go ahead man. so obviously it's fucking brilliant yeah but it, it's not an enjoyable movie mm. because it's very um Everything's just a bit shit <laughs> in that in that point in Logan's life. So like it's really kind of like it's really downbeat. But it makes sense for it to be that way for the story that they're telling, because it's essentially it's kind of like a road movie in a way. Kind of like imagine like an old school kind of eighties, just kind of action like road movie. It's kind of like that. But um but it but it is it's very good. And you know, Hugh Jackman's last performance as Wolverine, it's uh it's it's a very very good one, and um, I'm glad that a film like this has made quite a lot of money, just because it means that we may get more kind of mature, kind of based, like comic book related movies. I mean, obviously we had like Watchmen back in the day and that, but that's that's a big ass story. This this Logan is about people. Yeah, it's about people. You know what I mean? It's like there's a there's a handful of characters. There's not even that many characters in there to be honest in the whole movie. But it's about people and their relationships and how they relate to one another and uh, kind of what it what, what it is what what's the essence of Logan you know what I mean it really does assess as to who he really is and uh, and yeah it does have a fitting ending as well which I think everyone will appreciate uh, originally I was told there was a post credit scene but there isn't uh, well I don't even know if this is in UK screenings yet but by now you would all seen the uh, Deadpool two teaser. That's yeah. at the beginning in the States, but I don't know if that's here in the UK, but you can see it online. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I mean, I, I don't think they have actually bothered to release it. Um, no. It's got 20 million UK views on YouTube now anyway. But like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it made more sense to release it on YouTube anyway. So like, it, it's not like anybody's losing anything out there. But um, yeah, said listeners, we will do a Logan spoiler review coming very soon. I said as soon as myself and Richard can get sit down and, and actually watch the movie, then we would do a spoiler review of that. So we will get through that. All right, man. Um, well, let's chat a little bit about some news that's popped up. Um, it's it's typical, isn't it, that like we go through this period of, of not recording and not doing anything and everything's quiet. And then all of a sudden, like just before when we're about to record, a whole heap of stuff just comes out. So always the way, sod's law, but there you go. Um, Alv, you've probably seen it by now and i'm sure you listeners may be aware of it as well but um entertainment weekly posted up a whole slew of um images and concept art from for ragnarok um including a really really sweet picture at the uh, on the cover of the magazine which featured a, a new look for four it showed um hello a much closer look at, at hello um and also tessa thompson as, as valkyrie as well looking fierce as hell um Alv, what did you make of the pictures, man? 
you know what? <clears throat> it's like I just I just noticed there's so much color. I was kind of like, yo, it looks for a film that's like obviously going to be like kind of gladiator in space. It's there's loads of fucking. It's super bright. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it might look fine like when the film comes out, but it it definitely looks like a, a departure from from how the previous Thor movies looked. So uh, it, it doesn't look garish. It doesn't look shit. But I was just like, whoa, there's a lot of color going on. That's, mm-hmm. that's not something I'm used to seeing from Thor. I mean, maybe they've taken a page out of Guardian of the Galaxy's book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fine with how it looks. I mean, I, I didn't think I'd miss his... I, I didn't even know he had short hair in the movie until I saw the picture. Uh, and I kind of want his long hair back. <laughs> like, I don't know why. But I actually do want his long hair back. I think that's that's his signature thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, imagine if you had the Hulk without the green skin. You'd be like, well... Why has he not got green skin? So I just looked at it and it's like, but the hair though. <laughs> well, I got used to the hair, but whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the color scheme, yeah, I mean, you're right. That does really stand out. I think um, what they may have done is is maybe looked at like come, uh, some of the, the work that Walt Simonson did with um, for during, because I think he was the first one to write a, like a Ragnarok-based storyline in for, for Marvel Comics. Um, and he was about using loads of like color, 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 color in, um, um, in all the panels. Um, so I think maybe that's what's kind of inspired the, the look of, of For Ragnarok, the movie, in a way. Um, but also like Taika Waititi is a, a, is a guy who's kind of out there anyway in terms of like his thinking and the way he does things. I mean, if you've seen uh, Things We Do in the Shadows is... Um, is an amazing movie if, if you is in that movie um it's uh god you know hiddleston and swinton is it no 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 it's um uh did you ever watch flight of the concords yeah 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 i'm a big concords fan yeah yeah okay um you know the the guy with the glasses i've forgotten his jermaine name. clement jermaine clement that's it yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. in there along with a, a load of other new zealand actors um, okay. And it's about sort of, it's like a mockumentary about vampires living in, in a house together and basically sharing the house together. Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah, it's really funny film. It's actually, it's, it's a lot of things like it's, it's quite dark and scary at times, but it's also really funny at other times as well. Um, and then there's Hunt for the Wilder People as well, which um, came out a little while ago as well, which I haven't seen yet, but every, I, it, it's been on my Netflix list for, for months and I still haven't sat down and watched it, but that's supposed to be really good as well. Um, but he has that kind of sort of quirky, like slightly offbeat style to, to all of his films. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't surprise me that he's kind of gone for, for something very quirky and offbeat in terms of the way that the characters look. Um, and as I said, in terms of the use of color and things like that. So I'm expecting to see loads of weird alien creatures and, and things like that in this one as well. So, so yeah, it should be, it should be good, man. It should be very, very good. Um, what else did we get? We got the some casting news on the Inhumans as well. Um, so we, as far as I'm aware, um, you could correct me if I'm wrong, Alvin, I think they've already cast uh, Black Bolt, Medusa, yeah. and yeah. Karnak, right? Yeah, Karnak and uh, Maximus. And Maximus has been cast as well, who is, um, uh, he's Ramsey, isn't Ramsey, he? yeah, from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right. And I think there's another one as well. Um, what's the, the what's the guy with the legs with like the hind legs? I keep uh, on thinking he's called Trigon, but that's not his name. No, no. Gorgon. No. Gorgon. 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 No, no, no. No, it's Trigon. Trigon, isn't it? No, nah, Trigon's um uh, thing. His dad from Triton. Um, Triton. 
Is it Triton? Yeah, it's Triton. So <laughs> I couldn't remember the name. I'm sure it's Triton. Yeah, the the guy who looks uh, like a fish, basically. He's like Aquaman, basically. Yeah. No, I think they've cast that and the and the other guy who can stamp shit. Oh, bloody hell! Yeah, I I know the one. Yeah, he's called Gorgon. He's name. called yeah. Gorgon. Gorgon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think they cast him, uh, okay. and they've also cast um, Lockjaw as well. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, uh, well, obviously, it's a dog. But like, I thought Lockjaw was supposed to be like a big ass dog. Well, so are they like going to CGI make yeah, it bigger? They... They released some um, a couple of set photos. Uh, one which was um, Anson Mount, the guy playing Batgirl in uniform, and another was a little tease of um, Lockjaw. And it looks like they've they've actually made a model Lockjaw um, that apparently stands at about six foot tall. Um, oh, wicked! Yeah, so they've actually made one, and so I'm assuming it's going to be a mixture of of kind of animatronics motion capture and, and yeah, CGI absolutely. to do that I'm, I'm guessing so um yeah that that should be like that's just going to be wild man seeing like lockjaw on you know on a tv screen is it's just nuts so i'm really looking forward to that man I'm, well are you not going to see it in imax the first like two episodes or whatever yeah yeah definitely because it's the first two episodes that come out in imax isn't it and then yeah. it's and then it goes to tv from there right yeah so, that's um, correct yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll go and see it in IMAX because I think it's it's actually the kind of thing that, that can do well in IMAX. And I do wonder if this is going to be something that they're going to do a lot now with, with stuff. Because um, firstly, it was uh, Game of Thrones did their series opener, didn't they, in um, IMAX, I believe? Was that? Uh, no, I think what it is is that they do, um, they show it at the same time now in the UK as they do in the US. Uh, right. So it's on, in early hours in the morning. But previously, what they used to do is like show the first episode at the same time as the US, and then the rest of the episodes were just at, like, like twenty four hours later almost. Uh, whereas now oh, it's right. it's all at the same time. But I would love to see like the final episode of Game of Thrones on a fucking big screen. That would be fucking mm, nice. Mm, mm. Well, when we just looked at that lock Empire Live last year, we were hoping to try and get into. Uh, a big screen of of the Battle of the Bastards, but um, oh, gone, so yeah, good. the tickets have gone by then, so we couldn't get in, unfortunately. But yeah, that would be amazing to to watch in IMAX, definitely. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do wonder if this is successful. Maybe this is something that you know other um, other TV shows, other TV show runners, other studios might look at as a way of of kind of you know drumming up interest in um in shows that they're working on and, and things like that um and especially if it if it's the type of show that that has the scope to fit you know um imax or, or to fit um or, or just to fit a, a general cinema presentation um because tv shows are becoming more cinematic anyway yeah. in the way that they're, they're working so yeah i well, do wonder if this might be something that, that, that they do in the future what do you think of black bolt not having um having his mask on or his headgear um, I don't know. Is is that like confirmed as something that they're definitely not doing for the show? Or it's it's not confirmed. It's just that that one shot. Yeah. He just didn't have it, so everyone thinks he doesn't have I, it. I just kind of assumed that it was just that one shot. Um, so whatever is going on in you know in that scene, mm. he's obviously not wearing the um, the headgear in that scene. How I'd feel about it if they went the whole show without that, I don't know. It depends on kind of how they. I guess it depends on how they kind of tell the story. I mean, the the, the comic book geek in me would be like, no, absolutely not. You <laughs> yeah. don't do that. You don't take his helmet off. But 
again, it, I guess it kind of depends on on how they tell their story and and where they go with it as to whether it works or not. Um, it may be one of those things that they tried it and tried it on camera and it just looked stupid and it was just like, nope, no, we can't do this. But um, I hope that's not the case. I hope that yeah. um, it said, you know, it's just that particular shot, whatever it is that's going on in that scene, it doesn't require him to have his helmet. So, you know, we'll wait and see, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, let's uh, quickly talk about uh, Aliens Covenant as well. Um, so we've had uh, two trailers now. Uh, we've had our initial um, Red Band teaser trailer, and then we've had an official trailer that came out, I think it was about two weeks ago now. Um, and we also had the prologue um, clip that came out as well. Did you see the... the yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, I saw the prologue clip. And then after that, they released the actual trailer, didn't they? Because yeah. the prologue was like a few days before or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I saw them both, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I mean, the trailer, I really liked the um, full-length trailer that they showed. Um, I think it's... I liked some of the the, the world-building and, and the idea that they're going to go back to um, the planet of the engineers and to find out a bit more about where the, the black goo comes from and, and, you know, what the black goo goo's role or part is in in the creation of of the xenomorphs and and um, the neomorphs and things like that as well because we got a look at a, 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 or a glimpse at a neomorph in the full length trailer um so yeah i'm excited to to kind of see all of that but part of me is a bit like because they haven't really released much about the narrative um I'm, I'm looking at the trailers and i'm like are you literally just retreading alien yeah, I think that's what they're doing. It's back to basics. That's that's what they're doing. Because yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that, to be honest. If it's just a a, a straight up like retread of that, but with more but, characters. But that can't be any. That, that's got to be more satisfying than Prometheus. True, true, true. I wasn't a fan of previous listers. I, I, I really didn't get on with that film at all. And the best look, bit was the abortions. Well, it's not an abortion. What's it? A C-section. Which yeah. is that's that was the best bit of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. But I mean, a lot of Prometheus I didn't like. Um, I, I just felt they spent too much time getting caught up in the religion thing. And mm. uh, I mean, I don't know if you heard the. Um, apparently, it was explained later on after the film came out that possibly the reason why um, the engineers or a faction of the engineers wanted to kill humans was because they um, created Jesus, and yeah. Jesus was like yeah, a pure that. engineer. And because we but how the fuck Jesus. were we meant to get that from that film? I don't know. That's the thing, because the film, <laughs> I swear, I've seen the film a couple of times, and I don't understand where it is in the film, unless I'm stupid and I've missed it. Where in that film do they actually state that this is the reason why? Or, or even, they don't even have to state it, but obviously, you know, suggest it, it yeah. and allude to it but like there's nowhere in <laughs> previous that does yeah. that so i'm like well, it's just pointless information yeah you lot just like you know retroactively fiddling in the gaps that you know you left in the original screenplay and go oh yeah yeah, yeah no that that meant that and you know no nah, come on man. <laughs> don't buy that so so yeah um alien covenant definitely looks like a return to the kind of alien movie that we want to see um and we hope that's the case uh but we'll have to wait and see i guess because as, as i said i as as much as i do want a return to form i don't want it to just retread the same ground that Alien this is kind of this is why i want well. i want to see blancamp's one but i don't think that's going to get made anymore 
Well, no, he he said he said himself that it's not going to happen, didn't he? Oh, for fuck's sake! He the his idea looked so good though, and everyone was like, "Yes, yeah. we want this." And it's mm. like, why, why, why are Fox ignoring it? Like, don't, don't yeah. fucking ignore that. Yeah. Well, it, it and... seems they're they're going in their own direction and they're following what um, Ridley Scott wants to do. Oh man. I just want the option to see that. I actually, I, 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 you know what? I'd even take it in comic book form. Mm, I would. Mm. I'd even read it in comic book form and go, "Oh, we've done the script, but we can't release it as a film. We have to release it as a comic book." I'd even read mm. that. I'd definitely read it. But yeah. Alien Man. Mm. Well, who knows? I mean, that might be an option for going forward for the future. That's definitely um, a way in which you can get these kind of things to happen. If if nobody will fund them for you know movies or TV shows, then. You know, there's always the option to to put it out as a comic or a graphic novel, and, and people mm. will pick it up then. So, yeah, that's definitely something they can do. All right, man. Well, I think that is about it. Um, was there anything else you wanted to go over? Because I think we've covered everything. Um. Oh God, uh, this. You know, there's something that I think uh, when we finish this, I'll probably go. Oh, you know what? I wanted to mention something about that, but I yeah. can't. I can't. Like, I can't think of what it. <laughs> But it might be, yeah, yeah. and I think it's—I think it's news related. Mm. But uh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. I reckon I'm going to remember after this. But whatever, we'll just talk about it next yeah. week if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, tell me a bit about your battles with um Ubisoft, man, because <laughs> I know you've been getting pissed off at their um, yeah their online so, servers. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, obviously been playing for honor, and it's you know what it's it's I mean. But it's just like sometimes you just can't get onto the service, and like you'll 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 even like you'll start the matchmaking process. You'll get matched up with some people, and that cool. Right, we're going into a battle. It will like it's obviously loading up the level and all that, and it's ho- it's it's peer to peer, so it's like hosting it on someone's computer essentially. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then you'll be waiting there for about five minutes, and then all of a sudden your screen will go blue, and then. It's like connection lost, fail to matchmake and stuff like that. And it's just, it happens a fair bit. And, you know, for a full price kind of AAA game, it's kind of shit that their matchmaking like is, is so crap. It, the matchmaking was so bad. Like, they gave players who were affected by the matchmaking um, what they call like champion status or something right. like that, where you get extra loot. Um, you normally have to buy that because that's what part of the microtransactions. But they... Gave it to everyone for free for three days. So, but yeah, if 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 they just sort that out, it'd be such a nice experience to play the game. But it sometimes it's just hit and miss. But I enjoy the game. I enjoy playing Dominion probably the most, just because it's it's the easier of the modes. I'm not really going to get into one-on-one matches um, until I kind of like refine my skills. Yeah, I've had a few and they've been good, and I've fucking schooled some clowns but like (laughs) (laughs) but literally when you when you're in a one-on-one and you fucking win i'm I'm shouting at the tv i'm like fucking come on that's that's fucking me but um, but now fran is a cool game but but yeah Yeah. i mean i don't know if if you're gonna get it get it on pc i'd say Mm. if you've got a pc that is how's the um how's the combat system does it feel quite smooth or Oh, that, it's flawless. That's the most flawless bit of the game you see. Because mm. Everything, like, the campaign was okay. It was about eight hours. Um, like I said, depending as to what mode you're playing, you know, multiplayer is all right when it's freaking working. But um, but the controls is is just... At first, it, t- it takes a bit of getting used to. 
but it's the best sword controls I've seen in anything. So like your left thumbstick is for you to move around, obviously like move around. Your trigger button is to lock on. And at first I was like, lock on? Fucking what do you want to lock on for? And then the right stick is your stance. Mm-hmm. But it's also block for when you need to block as well. So you right, right. so if someone's when someone's hitting your right hand side, there'll be a little thing that'll appear that'll notify you they're going for your right. So you just quickly flick the right stick to the right and then it'll block. Um what's really good about that is if someone comes in for attack, you don't always have to block though. You can like dodge by pressing A in a direction. I do a lot of dodging because it, it just enables you to kind of move out of the way and then they they can't block you because you know they're in the middle of they're doing their their strike down or whatever. So you can just get a few quick licks on the side and that. But it's also it becomes all very intuitive and just it becomes a natural kind of thing in a process once you once you really get used to it. But that bit of it is flawless. Like I wish the game was like the the campaign was better because mm. you'd be able to do kind of the maps are kind of small in the campaign. That's the only problem. It's like when you're playing it, and also the AI in the game is fucking. It. it doesn't feel like a you play. You feel like you're playing against AI. You feel like you're playing against the bot. You don't feel like you're playing against the person because they're not like waiting for that moment to get it. They'll just chain moves together. It's like that shit. That's fucking crap. But I wish it was more like. Have you seen the Shadow of Mordor fucking video that they did? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, the, the one of the gameplay though. Yeah, did you see that yeah, one. With the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, I saw the gameplay. Video, yeah. If the honor was like that. They would be mm. fucking like if you had a massive battlefield and you had to do mm. various different points of different things like on the battlefield and that and like take over a freaking that would be fucking wicked if that was for honor like yeah, fucking yeah. I that would be awesome. I thought, oh man, if you could burn this and for honor, that would be freaking excellent. But on the subject of that, Shadow Shadow of War looks great. Fucking looks brilliant, man. The Nemesis system and all that looks mm. insane. Nice. That's down the line though. But yeah, that's my thoughts on Frana. I know it's kinda long, wasn't it? That's all good. <laughs> the people need to know, man. So give them information. Have a look get, at I get too passionate. <laughs> well, that's what we're about, man. That's what we're about. So it's all good. Okay, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, um, let me go into our question of the week. Now, this is obviously the question of the fortnight because we didn't record question of for like the last two weeks. Uh, sorry about that. It's just been a combination of illness and bad timing and all that kind of boring stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, as, as usual, if you've been following us on social media, you'll know that um, I've started putting out a question of the week, um, which has been a lot of fun because we've been able to get lots of interaction with you, the listeners. And, um, you know, it's been really interesting to hear different sort of sides of things and, and hear different people's point of view. Um, anyway, this week's question um, was a simple one, really. Uh, the question was, if you could take any food into the cinema with you, what would you take? Now, I have to <laughs> clarify this because obviously some people were saying to me, well, I've got bags. I can just put food in my bag. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, but that's not the point. I mean, without you having to you know, hide things in a bag or hide them in your sleeves, if you could just walk into a cinema and before you went to go and see your movie, order whatever food you want and then go in and eat it, what would you order? So that was the, the whole point of the question. So, um, yeah, we've got a wide variety of answers here. Um, so I'm going to run through this quickly. Uh, Alvin, though, what, what would you take, though? Yeah, you know what? Like, because I almost said hot dog, but you get hot dogs at the cinema anyway, so it's not even, it's, no, I'm not even going to do that. But uh, I'm conflicted between, like, a pizza or some form of burrito. Mm. 
Mm. Well, pizza, I could understand. I mean, there, there is a, um, there's a showcase cinema near me that actually does like mini pizzas. They're like these kind of um, six. Yeah, but I'm talking like the big ass kind of Domino's large. enough, you know what I mean? That's that's not enough. You want a proper. If you're going to take a pizza, you want a pizza. Yeah, you want a whole fucking pizza, preferably deep fried. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it like, it'd either be a pizza or some kind of burrito. That's a hard question, though, because mm. to be honest, I think I'd quite like a chow mein in a cinema as well, like <laughs> a chicken chow mein or sweet and sour mm. chicken. Though, mm. I don't know why I'm thinking Chinese food, although there was one time when I went to see Wally back in the day, uh, the Disney Pixar film, and mm. there was an old Chinese couple a few seats down who did whip out their, uh, their bag. Mm chicken and that and some other foods and you could smell it and i actually wanted a bit to be honest i wasn't yeah, even mad yeah. at him <laughs> i wasn't even yeah, mad been, i was like I'd the foot ahead like, it was no. all in tin foil and that no i'd have been like listen you need to share man no i'm gonna, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna cross you up sorry mate <laughs> what have you got there well, you can have a bit yeah <laughs> whipping some out <laughs> yeah there's hungry people in here man but yeah pizza yeah no, yeah. no bur- i'm going burrito i'll say burrito, burrito cause, yeah. like, you know mexicans and that so cool and it's, it's good like, right. beef burrito yeah, beef burrito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Well, let me go through some of the answers we got. So on Instagram, uh, we got Glenn and her podcast said they take lasagna in. Um, Ninja Trip, this uh, comic book artist, Ashley Woods, she said she would take either sushi or a burrito bowl plus drinks. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, like <laughs> alcohol, you're going to take alcohol in there. She's like, yeah. And I was like, be only gonna get drunk. She's like, nope. <laughs> so like, okay. <laughs> um, o Central said sushi. Uh, Lovefood.com said either roti, burrito, jollof rice with pepper stew, pounded yam with okra. I was like, wow, okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you're obviously not gonna be watching much of the film because after that, you're gonna be asleep. <laughs> it's like three courses. <laughs> yeah. Miss um, Ola Coco Brit said curry, goat, rice, and fried plantain. Uh, Just In Time podcast said a California burrito. Uh, Mr. Frivolous said fufu. Uh, again, I don't know. Fufu, man. For yeah, real? Yeah. How can you eat fufu in <laughs> soup? Come yeah. on now. You can't be eating that in a cinema. Come on. <laughs> yeah, fufu again. Uh, uh, good luck to you, sir. Good luck to you. You're a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. O, I think Mr. O just kind of got carried away. It was like, yeah, he wants mac and cheese with barbecue chicken cornbread, rice and peas, and a fried dumpling. Again, wow. not sitting next to you in the cinema, mate, because <laughs> you're either snoring or farting all over the place. Um, on Facebook, James Spooner said a gallon of popcorn and a 12-hour-old hot dog, <laughs> which is very specific. That's already what we get in cinema but anyway. Probably scarily accurate, though, to be <laughs> yeah. in terms of 12-hour hot dog. Um, Roxanne said cheesy nachos. Fair enough. Um, and David said he would have a double patty cheeseburger from Five Guys with a chocolate Oreo milkshake. Oh, don't say Five Guys because it makes me want to get Five Guys because Five Guys is so good, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is. it is, it's very, very good. Uh, let's see. Um, Sharpie said she'd have a halloumi and lamb kofta wrap. Uh, Ade said he'd have a bowl of beef ramen or sizzling beef and hot wings. Um, and Rich I love how everyone's said, getting sides as well. Everyone's yeah. doing a meal and sides. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, Rich Kid said he'd do crispy duck pancakes. 
Oh, with uh, hoisting sauce. Yeah, with hoisting sauce. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, that was it. That was it. So as I said, man, we got a veritable like kind of um, mm. smorgasbord of food, really. Um, for me, I said I'd take a roti in, which is like a um, it's like a Caribbean wrap, basically, with like chicken, uh, curry chicken, and it's got usually crushed um, chickpeas on the inside and things like that, potato as well. Because I was thinking it's quite filling, but at the same time, it's like a wrap, so I can eat it cleanly, you know, whereas mm-hmm. like with some of the other foods, it, it can become a bit of a mess when you try to eat that. You know? I'm so, surprised um, no one's uh, no one said a curry. Yeah, yeah, an Indian yeah curry. Actually, yeah, yeah. Actually, we didn't get anybody who who wanted an Indian curry, which again makes sense, I guess, because like you eat that, and boy, you know, you're either going to be <laughs> yeah. or farting the place up. So it's one out of the two, you know. So yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. So thank you everyone for getting involved in the question of the week. Those of you that did, um, we will put another question of the week up on Monday um, on our social media. Uh, so if you want to know where our social media is, well, it's real easy to find, to be honest. If you head to Instagram, we are at Wulong underscore talks on Instagram. Sorry, no, I've read that wrong. <laughs> I've read that. It's woo underscore long underscore talk. So, <laughs> like, I've had the Instagram for like nearly two years now, and I still can't remember the, the, the bloody handle. So, yeah, <laughs> at woo long talks on Instagram um, is where we'll post up the next question of the week. So, um, get involved with that if you're an Instagram user. Uh, we also are up on Twitter as well. So, you can always have a chat with me on Twitter about anything you fancy um i'm on twitter again at wulong talks on twitter so that's easy enough to find um and if you type in wulong talks into facebook then you should find our facebook page and you can always uh leave us a like and, and share the page there now the podcast is as you know is also available on stitcher and on itunes um if you want to subscribe to the podcast then you just need to go to the, the specific app for each of those click on the podcast and then click on subscribe and don't forget to like us and to rate us and to leave a review as well, because it does help other people find us too, if you do that. So if you can do that, that would be fantastic. Okay. Um, I think that's about it for this week, really. Um, we kind of covered all the ground we're going to cover, I think. Uh, next week, we'll probably do a review of Logan and said, so um, by then we should have seen it. So we'll probably have sit down and have a full spoiler discussion for so for those of you who've already seen it. Um, tune in for that and, and we'll get into the nitty gritty of, of that movie and what it means for the X-Men and the Fox X-Men universe and everything else. So we'll, we'll go through all of that too. Um, before we go, let me do a couple of quick shout outs as well. Um, I need to say a big, big, big thank you to um, Richard himself, who unfortunately couldn't be with us today, as we said earlier on, but um, he did some really good work on the Instagram account this week, and he actually did a, a post for International Women's Day yesterday, um, which kind of encapsulated like what we love about International Women's Day and what we love about uh, the women who contribute to the things that, that we enjoy. Um, and we managed to get some love back from a, a couple of uh, comic book artists. Uh, so we wanted to say a big thank you to uh, Laura Braga and to Afua Richardson for um, interacting with us and for just giving us some some love. And, you know, we, we feel really chuffed over it, really, to be honest, because we're such big fans of, of both of them and what they do. So it was really cool that they actually took time out to 
say something to us. So thank you for that. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, I also wanted to uh, quickly shout out uh, a business which is starting up from uh, a friend of mine, which is called Charms and Chains. It's all handmade jewelry. Um, it's brilliantly made as well. Uh, and she set up an Instagram account for that as well. It's called the Instagram account is called Charms and Chains. Um, and it's by my friend Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, if you pop along to Charms and Chains and have a look, you'll be able to see some of the things that she's made there. Um, she's just starting out, so there's only a few items that are available at the moment that she's growing it very, very quickly. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of unique designs and things that she's got planned to do with that. So make sure you give that a follow um, to see how that's developing. Um, and also, if you're into GTA, uh, Grand Theft Auto, and you're a Grand Theft Auto fan, and you love um, the modding in Grand Theft Auto in particular, um, then another guy you want to follow is uh, my friend Dion, who's got his own page uh, on Instagram called uh, DJ GTA Mackle. Um, this page is designed for him to showcase some of the things that he can do with um, his modded equipment. So he's modded out quite a few cars at the moment, and he's set up um, a few different things within the, the game as well. Um, so if you're into that and you enjoy that, make sure you give him a follow um, and let him know as well if you've followed him from our podcast, then let him know and tell him that Will on Talk sent you um, and he'll sort something out for you there as well. Okay, um, Alf, is there anything new you're working on with Blue Milk this week? I mean, I know you've done a couple of posts, I haven't been able to share them so far, but... Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm probably going to do one about uh, recent casting for Hans, Han Solo um and, and thoughts on that really uh but that's about it if you want to check that out the man geek and i'll take you to uh take you to uh what's it on youtube yeah uh on twitter at big a85gl and the same on instagram as well yeah so i always forget as to whether i get that right yeah the same on instagram as well at big a85gl yeah, Instagram names are so hard to remember. I don't know why, but it just they just are. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. But yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, the 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 Star Wars casting. I mean, I saw the rumor about uh, Michael K. Williams, um, aka Omar, because um, he'll always be Omar to me. That's that's the way it is. Yeah. But I saw that like uh, coming up, so that's interesting. So um, I'm guessing you're going to cover that as well. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in you know listening to Alvin's opinions on that and finding out a bit more about that, then make sure you go and check him out on on his page, as he said. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week. Um, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, it feels great to be back in the chair again and to be back doing this. So um, as I said, we, we will be back next week with you and we'll probably have a full on Logan review um, next week as well. So until then, um, it's good night from me. Um, Alvin, say good night. Good night, peeps. Cool. And um, we'll catch you next week, guys. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see, see you later. Bye bye.